I want you to imagine a country which is in turmoil, where the leaders don't know what they're doing, where the country is unrecognisable to how it was a few years earlier. There is chaos and mayhem. Now, I'm not talking about us right now. Um, I'm talking about the land of Judah uh, back a long time before Jesus. Although, to be honest with you, the situation is probably not entirely without parallel, if, if we're really honest. The people are in desolation. There is no hope for them. They have been overrun by a foreign power. Everyone is heartbroken by loss. People are being deported as prisoners. Their way of life, their loved ones, everyone is under the oppression of harsh rulers, little under their control. This is not the life that they felt they were promised. And then, in the middle of this situation of absolute hopelessness, uh, and Isaiah turns up um, to uh, offer them a new message. Uh, when we read the book of Isaiah, it's somewhat complicated because there's probably about three different Isaiahs um, who are all writing at, at different points in the whole story. Some are warning about an exile to come, and then uh, there's another one who's, who's writing in the middle of the exile to offer some hope to the people. And it's this Isaiah that we're talking about today. The one who comes and says to the people that actually the way God operates is that in those moments of despair and of darkness that God starts getting to work, that God offers hope. And in Isaiah, there is this talk of a year of the Lord's favour, which um, was a special concept that the Jewish people had, that every 50 years or so, there would be a, a year of jubilee, a year of, of the Lord specially working through the process of justice. That debts would be forgiven, that people would be able to recompense one another, and that there would be a new chance for people. And we saw that image so clearly a, f a number of years back with the Jubilee 2000 campaign and that idea of the forgiving of debts for some of the poorest nations of our world so that they might have a fighting chance to actually build hospitals and roads and schools rather than just having it where their nation was just constantly wallowing in despair. A year of the Lord's favour, a year of Jubilee... A year of ultimate celebration once justice has been re-established. And Isaiah speaks to these people who are in despair and he says to them, that year is coming, that there will be a return, that you will be able to go back to your home nation and then you can start to rebuild. A message of hope amidst absolute despair. Imagine you are part of that community where day in, day out, all you are worried about is where your next meal is coming from. Day in, day out, you're there thinking, I have no control over my life. And then somebody comes and says, now's the time to start hoping again. How would you feel 
that process of finally that there might be some hope. Now, the story of the people of Judah is no different to the story of many in our world today. 68 million people are displaced from their homes because of conflict and persecution. 68 million. That's before you factor in the millions who are displaced because of climate change and other natural disasters. 68 million people are displaced. 68 million people without any hope at all, who have no control over their lives at all. You can talk about the, what is it, 1.4 million people of our own country who are accessing food banks on a regular basis, who also maybe are feeling displaced within their own nation, who do not have any hope, worrying where their next meal is coming from. So many people need to hear a message of hope. So many parts of our world where they'd feel out of control, like, like with that, that game we had. So one or two factors, and then suddenly their whole lives are crumbling around them. Isaiah comes with a vision, a vision of hope. And he says that one day things will change, that the moments of despair will shift, that justice will be established because the people of God will recognize that the injustice cannot carry on anymore and they will do something about it, that they will seek out what is truly good, a sharing of the world's resources, a forgiveness of one another, a forgiveness of debts, and that justice will be re-established because the people of God will start working for it and demanding it. Isaiah gives a vision of hope even where there is despair. And it's interesting that Jesus, right at the start of his ministry, he uses those words again to talk about his ministry and his purpose. He sent me to give good news to the poor, tell prisoners that they are prisoners no more, tell blind people that they can see and set the downtrodden free and go tell everyone the news that the kingdom of God has come. A message of hope for everyone, not just for the select few, not for the religious, not for the well-heeled, not for the nice people, a message for everyone, but particularly for those who are down on their hill, those who are really struggling, those who need to hear a message of hope. And Jesus says that by his presence, by his ministry, by his teaching, when we live out his teaching and his ministry, then the scriptures are fulfilled because then we are doing the very purpose of God itself. A God who makes the world good, but too often we try our best to make it bad. And he says that actually it is when we then realize that God gives us the good gifts to share amongst all of God's children, not just for a few, then we are doing the very purposes of God itself. And then the scriptures are to be fulfilled. Jesus takes on the mantle from Isaiah of the Lord's anointed one. He says that through him and through his ministry and through his understanding that there might be hope. 
So many in our world are struggling today. So many in our own local community are struggling. At the Canterbury Food Bank, they are reckoning that there are about 7,000 families within our area. Um, the Food Bank doesn't just work for Canterbury, it's for Hearn Bay and Whitstable and all of that surrounding area. About 7,000 families within our community who are struggling at this time and will probably be accessing the food bank for its, its assistance throughout the course of this coming year. That there are hidden forms of poverty that actually are a shame for all of us to think about. And that's families, so that's children also who are going to be affected by this. Now, we can talk about Isaiah, two and a half, three thousand years ago, so what we can talk about Jesus and his ministry two thousand years ago, and it might seem a bit distant and a bit far back. What does it mean for us today? That actually I think we are called to be the people who offer hope into places of despair, that each of us are called to be the people who offer good news and not just by going around and walking up to somebody and saying, Jesus loves you, and then walking away and leaving them with their own plight, but rather of actual tangible support, that actually it's no good us having our thoughts and prayers about a situation. Our prayers need to be maybe manifest in tinned foods and in nappies and in all kinds of other essential components that might help those who are vulnerable to actually keep going and that actually maybe that they might be able to turn the corner themselves and actually live lives of abundance and joy. Thoughts and prayers only get you so far. It's when those prayers become reality and become tangible that actually we start to really live out our faith. So my prayer for us this harvest time is that we think about how we can live out our faith, not just at the harvest time of sharing, but throughout the year. How can we be people who offer hope on a regular basis to those who are in need? How can we express our solidarity with those who are struggling in our community and show to them really how God loves by helping them to also live lives of fullness and of abundance? In the midst of despair, there were words of hope and that hope became a reality. May we be people who offer hope and give hope that reality this day and forevermore. Amen.